0: What's new at Cold Wax Academy? Rebecca and Jerry will be launching their spring quarter on April 12th. Upcoming sessions include identifying compositional issues in your work, technical information from Gamblin representative Mary Tevlin, a painting clinic for Works in Progress, and much more. As always, members can join in on live sessions with questions and comments, and can benefit any time by interacting with other members on our Members Only Facebook page. With 100 recorded sessions in the member library, there is always something to learn or review. With topics ranging from technical advice to visual language to guest speakers and critiques of member work. To learn more about membership and to purchase Cold Wax Tools and Rebecca and Jerry's book, Cold Wax Medium, Techniques, Concepts, and Conversations, please visit coldwaxacademy.com. That's coldwaxacademy.com. That's all for now, on with the show. Hello and welcome to The Messy Studio with Rebecca Kroll, the podcast at the intersection of art, travel, entrepreneurship, philosophy, and life in general. I am Ross Tickner, Rebecca's audio producer, podcast guru, and her son. On today's episode, we are talking about feedback time. As artists, we know it's good to get feedback now and then to understand how our work is seen by others. But managing how and when to solicit feedback can have a lot to do with how valuable or appropriate it will be. While feedback at the right time and situation can be exactly what you need, feedback can also have the opposite effect. And even experienced artists can be thrown off track. Today, we'll talk about exerting control over when and how to receive feedback to make it most valuable. With me, as always, is Rebecca Kroll.
1: Hello everyone, so as you kind of said in the intro there, as you're in the process of making a work, there are times when you do want another pair of eyes and that that seems like a really straightforward, simple idea, but um, feedback may or may not work for you at the time you seek it and also under the circumstances that you get feedback. And I would say here we are talking about uh, any kind of feedback, whether it's good, you know, people somebody's really loving what you do whether it's a bit negative or critical or if it's just sort of indifferent and that can have an impact too if somebody just kind of shrugs and says oh uh uh-huh okay (laughs) (laughs) so so any of these responses that you're getting from someone looking at your work while you're standing there um, can throw you off track and you can lose sight of your intention so that's kind of you know, the things to watch out for, of course, uh, feedback can also be great. And it can give you um, insights and, and fresh ideas and energy and motivation. And, you know, it, it gets down to someone else is going to see your work differently than you do. And when they tell you things about it, it shifts your perspective. It, it, it enables you to see things that you didn't see before. And that can often be really, really helpful but I think today what we wanted to talk about was that it does help to be clear about at what point to ask for feedback, what stage of your work. Um, and that's going to vary a little bit depending on your process, but I'll make some generalizations about that. And, and also the kind of, well, the how you're getting it and, and the person who's giving it to you. So all of those things... Um, affect how you take in the feedback and, and what it, how it's gonna affect you. And considering also, did you ask for the feedback or was it just given to you? Um, and, and really basic things like, does the feedback seem appropriate? Does it seem on track to you as the artist? Or is it kinda out there um, off base? The person is not really uh, in tune with what you're trying to do. Um social media is another consideration for feedback, and I'll touch on that later. But for the most part, uh, I'm talking here about feedback with another actual person in your studio where they're seeing the, the work itself. And, you know, I guess before I go uh, much further, that's a potentially really great situation. I mean, you got somebody giving you giving your work attention, giving you attention, and really looking. And so most of the time, I would say, the benefits are more than the distractions that may be created by this. But we, I think we've also all dealt with situations where feedback was at the wrong time or just came at us in the wrong way and ends up creating confusion and in your mind as you, as you go forward with it. So... Um, I would say that thinking about that that timing, timing of it is is big. And one of the things to kind of know, understand right away is don't assume that any time you have the chance to so, show someone you're working, what you're working on, that you should just seize that opportunity. I think that's a maybe a little bit of a. Um, an idea that we, if we've been to art school or whatever, we come away with the idea that if anybody's willing to look at our work and talk about it, you know, grab them. It's just great, you know. Uh, but I would say that's not the case. And 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 in terms of timing of when they're looking at your work, that that's important because you can realize that whatever they told you is having too much influence over whatever it is that you're doing next. You're in process, so you're taking steps, and it can make you hesitate or question what you were doing, all these things. When, when you're in that flow and that process, I don't feel that's a great time um, to get feedback. So... I would say, uh, I also wanted to say something about that unsolicited feedback, because this also happens, and somebody comes in your studio for some other reason maybe, or it's just a friend dropping by or something, and they they start to to talk to you about your work, and um, the timing of when they do that, if you're not in a position to really take advantage of that, um, it becomes awkward, and it becomes either, you kind of nod and say, mm-hmm, and then change the subject, or you might have to actively tell yourself after they go, um, you know, I, I need to really think about that 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 wasn't the right time for me to hear that and try to put it out of your mind. And I suppose if you're a very direct person, you might say, stop, I don't wanna hear that right now. <laughs> so you have some options to shut that down um and i'll i'll mention later a situation where it can be really good but most of the time is if you're not really looking for it and somebody just starts talking to you about your work you know i i just feel like it's a little bit iffy um it's a little mm, i don't know sometimes something good comes out of it but sometimes it's just not very helpful
0: and I think it's important to point out that it can be positive or negative feedback that mm-hmm. and we've, we've talked in the past about how this tendency of people to come in and look at something that's unfinished and say, don't touch it. And I and know. that and that can be every <laughs> bit as harmful as somebody coming in and looking at something that's not finished and saying that they don't like it. Yeah. So, uh, yeah
1: or somebody just raving about some certain shape that you just put in that you were planning right. to cover over, you know? <laughs> And it, 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 it's really about knowing your own process, and if you do get stuff like that, when you're not ready for it, s- telling yourself, mm, okay, well, that was that, but I don't have to pay any attention to it.
0: <laughs> right. Well, and, and there's there's also uh, a tendency, as, as a business owner, uh, I, I run into this all the time, where very well-intentioned people will give me business advice when they have never run a business before and Mm -hmm. and they they don't actually know what they're talking about and and it's Mm -hmm. and I I I mean I don't want to uh you know certainly I'm not expecting anybody to to listen to this and think well hey I've given Ross advice before (laughs) and (laughs) I'm talking about them but I I I I don't want anyone to feel like they should not give people other people input um, if if they mm-hmm. if they think that it's useful. Um, but uh, as somebody who is receiving that, you always have to consider the source because oftentimes, or, or people will give even people who are well intentioned and know what they're talking about can still give bad mm-hmm. advice or give give mm-hmm. advice that is perhaps outdated. Um, Mm -hmm. you know, because they, they were working on something similar 20 years ago. And so it's, I I think it's important to, to kind of have things in context, to always take whatever feedback you're getting with a grain of salt, and to, to thank somebody for it and be polite if possible. I mean, it, you you mentioned maybe if somebody's a little bit more forward saying, "Hey, stop, I don't want to hear that." I, I think that there there are polite ways to to move <laughs> there are things, polite ways to say that, <laughs> yes, to change the subject, to move things on to something different, um
1: mm-hmm. or
0: or to to politely say, uh, I'm not really ready to receive feedback on this particular on on any of this work here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, all of this work that's is in a process. Good, that's a good phrase. I'm not yeah. really
1: ready for this. Yeah, and, and
0: and and you you're putting it on you and not on them. You you can thank them for their their you know mm-hmm. thank you for for your feedback. I'm not really ready for feedback on any of this work yet.
1: Mm-hmm. And I think ideally, if you are in the position, anybody listening, to give feedback, that you ask that simple question of would you like some feedback um would it be helpful if i gave you some feedback and um you know one of the things i do when i'm teaching workshops um sometimes i'm just going around and and sort of looking over people's shoulders but a lot of the times i'll say uh I'll, I'll walk around the room and i'll say so who would like some feedback you know and somebody'll say i i want it i want it and then i'll go over there um trying to find to, to have some way of Understanding that uh, somebody's ready to hear it, and if they're clearly not, um, you know, it's not it's not your business actually to interfere, because of this whole aspect of timing, where there are many things that's just better for the artist to work out for themselves, um, and so so thinking about when when are particularly sensitive times when an artist might not be. Uh, ready to talk, and one time might be um in the rather early stages of a work, when you're just getting going, you're excited, you have ideas flowing, and um you're finding your way i mean you're you're discovering you're meandering, and so somebody might point out in a positive way, you know. Oh, you know, I see over here there's so much energy going on. I hope you keep that up or something. You know, people can say all kinds of things about color and composition and things when you're not really sure where you're going. And then um, that can cause you to lose lose your own intuitive direction. Whatever was happening before the person said that is then interrupted, and um, oftentimes you then become somewhat fixated on what they just said in a positive way, and you say, oh, okay, well, you don't go after that because that was appealing to this one person in this one moment. (laughs) So uh, that's something to be, um, you know, know, there are times when you do want feedback and process, and I'll mention those in a minute, but when you really feel like you're in the flow of something, you don't need feedback you know, you're, you're riding the wave there. Um, another time that feedback can be difficult is when, when you're near the end of your work and, and you think it's done, you you think it's resolved, it's all good. And you show it to somebody and somebody has a suggestion um, of something that could make it better. And that may be very helpful. It may be great. But before you you decide to show it to someone if you consider it done you know sort of ask yourself if they do come up with something else is that do i want to hear it you know and if you really don't you just say this is my finished work and you say things to indicate that it's done you're not going to go back into it um but that I think I think personally it is good to be open if somebody notices something near the end that you didn't I think that's great but if you really you really want to be done with it then I wouldn't ask for feedback at that point other than to present it as a finished work um as if it were an exhibit or something like that so um that's that's your choice you know that's that's your stance on it and just kind of understanding that position before you get into the situation is I think it's helpful. Um, So um, then you're left with all those stages in the middle. (laughs) So I mentioned, you know, there there may be some issues with taking feedback just as you're getting your energy going, and there may be issues with taking it when you really feel like you're done. But there's a lot in between. (laughs) And I would say sometimes before you actually begin, and maybe you're in a stage where you're just thinking about your next piece or you're planning it. And there may be ideas that you want to throw around with somebody and explore and discuss, you know, well, I wonder how big I should make this or some focus or some way of expressing that, you know, a discussion might be really good. It's a little bit different than looking at a piece of your art, but just talking about it. And And I think sometimes depending on how you work, that's really excellent, you know, and I think, you know, your art friends can be a real service there to you know, just lay some groundwork, maybe uh focus your ideas and feel a little more solid going into it.
0: Let's take a quick minute to talk about what deals are available from Blick. Right now Blick is celebrating their 112th birthday. You can earn a $10 to $20 free e-gift coupon with orders of $100 to $200, and we all know how easy it is to spend over 100 bucks at Blick. Just use promo code BDAY12, that's bday Y one one two in the cart. Terms and conditions apply. You will receive your e-gift coupon approximately 15 days after the promotion ends. So once again, to get your free e-gift coupon of between 10 and $20 and support the Messy Studio Podcast, please remember to use our affiliate link, which is, of course, MessyStudioPodcast.com slash Blick. That's MessyStudioPodcast.com slash B-L-I-C-K. All right, let's get back into it.
1: Okay, so we're in the middle of the painting here. I've gotten past the initial flow of wonderful excitement and ideas where you really don't want to be interrupted. And there are other points during the process when feedback can be really helpful. Maybe you are stuck on something and you know there's a problem, but you can't identify it. And you can't see your way forward. And that's a, you know, we all run into these places. And those are typical times when if you have somebody to give you feedback it's really valuable, and because at that point you're open you know you you really do want some advice, <laughs> and um they may the person may not give you um the best advice, but they're gonna get you thinking, and they'll give you something to react to, and it's usually not helpful if somebody gives you very Something very specific to do, like, oh, this person knows the solution. You just need to add some more red right there. <laughs> that's usually not the most helpful. So again, if you're giving feedback, um, trying to get the person to see the bigger picture. There's some, for example, some compositional issue here, and my eye is going here, not there, that kind of thing. And that's valuable. So I think that's a good time to ask, and or when you're just feeling negative, frustrated, you're ready to throw it in, you know, um, somebody may come along and say something really positive that they see in the work. And even if you don't quite see what they see, or you don't feel like the work is really expressing that yet, it still, it opens a door, you know, it, it, it can break through some of your uh, frustration or block that you might be feeling. Another time for feedback is when you know yourself that you stop seeing the big picture of whatever you're working on, whether it's a picture, as in a painting, or a sculpture, whatever it is, you just sort of, after a while, when you work on something intensively, you stop really seeing it. And you may find that the way that you're seeing it is in the details, and so you're fussing with a lot of small things, but you're kind of missing the big picture. and that's, that's there's kind of two ways to go with that. You can yourself just put it away for a while and not look at it yourself. And you, you will come back to it with fresh eyes. Um, and in that way, that may be preferable because you are going to have the learning experience of recognizing um, any problems. But it's also a time when somebody else could sort of shake you out of that if you get into sort of compulsive mode of tweaking, tweaking, you know, finessing tiny details um, i I personally find it um, something that I can get too mired into. And if somebody comes along with fresh eyes and sees it like they've never seen it before and they haven't that's that's a good that's good feedback that's an awakening and i see it all of a sudden as as they might be seeing it um you know and also close to the end if you if you feel in the process that you know there's something that just isn't still working that's a good time you could get some feedback then um maybe it's one more step and all of these things i'm talking about um I'm not really identifying who this other person is that you're talking to.
0: Yeah, I was going to ask if there's a good way to (laughs) to select a person to provide feedback.
1: Yeah, I mean, as you mentioned, considering the source is always a big part of it. Um, And, you know, those of us that have honest, direct, perceptive art friends, we are very blessed in that way. If you have somebody in your life like that and you can trade studio visits and and do this for each other at appropriate times, that is really gold. If you don't, um, I think that you can still get good reaction. You can still get valuable reactions. um, But with these these kind of considerations about when to look for it, and um, I wouldn't ask somebody who for for example, for myself, I wouldn't ask somebody that I thought hated abstraction to look at my work. You want somebody you feel is basically in tune, kind of um, gets your work in some way.
0: I think a good starting point is somebody who is a professional in the art world. And that that is not necessarily an artist. It may be an educator or somebody who owns a gallery. Um, But I think that if you want professional feedback you need to talk to somebody who is a professional
1: right well and and there are many people who would not have access to such and sometimes that person though could be a mentor that you would seek out and
0: pay. right well and that's why i say it could be another artist it could be an educator it could be somebody who works at a gallery mm-hmm. but i i, mm-hmm. I wouldn't accept artistic feedback from somebody who doesn't have a real solid background Mm -hmm. in art. Yeah, that's a good point. And and from a a professional standpoint, or at least somebody who has been involved in in the art world for many years. I wouldn't wouldn't accept it from necessarily Mm -hmm. a friend or a family member who we love and we respect their opinion, but doesn't have that professional basis. Mm
1: Mm-hmm. Well, and that's a good point because if you really don't have someone like that that you could call on, um, then yes, you can you can seek out a paid mentor or uh, sometimes there are things like portfolio reviews um, in in bigger cities where you can bring your work in in front of a professional person with that background and and to and to seek that out. Yeah, I mean that. That's a step, and and I suppose there are a lot of people that it's not readily available to them. And to take that step is a big step. It's a real commitment to engage somebody to to help you to look at your work. And I know quite some time ago we did a couple of podcasts about mentoring, and um, I think it's a it's a good thing to consider if. If you're serious about, you know, progressing in your work and you're not getting supportive feedback or helpful feedback, when when I was mentioning, you know, some of us are lucky enough to have somebody in our lives who can fill that role and really have good conversation with one of the things that's valuable about a person like that who sees your work over time and knows you and knows what you're doing is that if you're showing them one piece of your work, um, they're not just seeing that one piece; <laughs> they're seeing it in the context of the rest of your work, and they they just have a bigger picture of what you do. So, um, their focus is really on your work as a whole, and that that's very uh, that feels very good to have somebody who understands your work in that way. And they're not just zoning in, zeroing in on something in, in one piece that bothers them or something like that. They're they're seeing the whole picture. Um, and so cultivating a relationship like that is is great if you can do it. And a mentor would do the same thing. Over time, a mentor would know your work and be able to uh, comment on whatever you show them in the context of other things that you've done or things that they know that you're trying to do, that you're aiming for, um, intentions, and, and so on. So it is, it's a little tricky to find this. Um, and that's why, you know, I did mention how important it is to, to train yourself to see your work differently. And there's, you know, different strategies for that, putting it away for a while some people hang it on their walls um, in the house, and then they do this sort of glancing thing. If you Sometimes you see a problem right away just by glancing at it when you haven't looked at a painting for a while. And I notice that a lot in my studio. I'll put something on the, you know, sitting around on the floor, or hung on a wall. I know it's not done. I know there's something, there's a problem with it. And I'll walk in the studio and look at it, and in two seconds I can see it. In a way that I didn't the entire day before when I was poking away at it. <laughs> so giving yourself fresh vision um, using photographs of your work, and then that puts a little distance between you and the work. Um, so there's a lot of things about self critique that are kind of we're not going to be able to get into today, but developing ways to give yourself feedback very important um, and. Being in some type of learning situation, I think whether it's a ongoing online classes or workshops or something where you're gonna get uh, a, a degree of, of feedback about your work at least. There's a couple of other things I wanted to mention before we um, come to the end here. And that is the idea, and I just mentioned looking at photographs of your own work, but the idea of asking for feedback by showing someone photographs of your work. And the, the most typical situation, of course, is online social media. And seeing actual work is always preferable. I think we just know that intuitively because there's so much that's lost, the scale, the impact of small nuances, lots of things, just the presence of the work that you don't feel when you look at, a, at an image of it. Um, And so, how do you, you know, how to how to think about the kind of feedback that you can get from social media is, it's something we need to at least touch on because it's very very common um, for people to either post finished work and, you know, receive a lot of different types of comments, usually just you know I like it, I love it. Um, It's also common for people to post things in progress and say what do you think? You know, is this, is this shape too big or something? Um, and so it it is definitely part of our lives. And there are good ways to use it, I think. Uh, but But again, as you know, we've mentioned sort of with a grain of salt, with a little skepticism, because you know, they're not looking at the actual work. And you're probably talking to a much bigger audience than you ever would in your studio. So there's going to be a range of a range of people that are responding and and talking, so I I don't want to totally discount it. I I think it's it has some value. Um, as long as you step back a bit, you have some objectivity about it, and you you know kind of recognize, okay, well it's social media. Um, you can do things like you can sort of observe trends. I suppose if you have a certain body of work and you you are getting a lot of positive response to it. It does tell you something. I mean, it tells you that whatever you're doing there, as opposed to the thing you did before, the thing you're doing now, which may be different, but if you see that sort of trend towards a certain type of work, I think you know that it is communicating. Now, that doesn't mean... That that's just what it means. I mean, it doesn't mean that you should keep doing it or you shouldn't change it or anything like that. But you can observe. Oh, you know, people really responded to this series, and you can do with that information whatever you wish. Um, but it's, I think, that's a you know a decent thing to take note of and understand. Um, and I think what you're doing with social media in terms of putting it out, putting your work out there, and observing the feedback. Is that you're you're giving um, you're giving an overall sense of what you do, so somebody who follows you on social media will see your work over time. They'll see different aspects of it, and and then you know, like I said, I think it's okay to to notice which things people absolutely go nuts over and which things they pretty much ignore, knowing all the time that it is a separate world. Than if they were to see the work in your studio, and that's what you always have to keep in mind—that it's not the actual thing <laughs> that they're responding to.
0: Um, what about having a uh, a small group? A you know maybe within within social media, uh, you know a small Facebook group or setting up a chat mm-hmm. um, with uh, just just a handful. I it, group size yeah. is one of those things that gets actually studied pretty frequently. And um, ideal group size is kind of like four to seven. Uh, When you get Mm. fewer than four, uh, you don't necessarily have like the diversity of opinions and the different Mm -hmm. perspectives that can be really useful. And when you get more than than around seven, uh, it uh, you you tend to get people who are who are kind of lost, who don't end up speaking up um, either to bring their own work into the chat or to give feedback to others. Four is, is actually kind of an ideal number. Um, mm. But uh, mm. it, and then there's there's kind of diminishing returns as you add more people.
1: Right, because in a larger group, you often have a few people that start to dominate. And yeah, the smaller group, I, I, I think that's a great idea, whether it's an in-person group that you form in your own community or whether it's an online group to solicit feedback. And, and I know that there are a lot of artists that do this. And it's, um, yeah, I think that's a great thing. And again, trying to find people for the group that you respect and you believe that they're able to, to speak uh, with some knowledge about what they're seeing. That's that's great, yeah. So it doesn't have to be just one person, and and a group discussion where several people are looking at the same work of art and contributing ideas. That's fantastic because you know it is subjective often how people see things. So somebody might notice something, and somebody else would say, "Oh, I didn't even see that, but I see this," you know. And it's um, it's very broadening. So that yeah, that's a that's a great idea. I. I wanted to point out again um that this over if you can become in a situation of over relying on feedback and that is something I sometimes notice online where somebody will post a painting through six or seven stages of a painting saying okay I did this I changed this now what you know <laughs> and that's that is counter to Finding your own way, following your intuition, learning things on your own, trying things, and it's 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 hand holding really. So, if you really want your art to grow, you don't you try not to have to, have to need someone to hold your hand all the way. You're going to have to to uh, take some leaps that are very much on your own. And I don't think that's a typical thing, but I've certainly observed that as an instructor and in certain workshops where somebody wants really constant feedback. That's not helpful to you as an artist. So if you feel like you do that, I would say take some take some responsibility for your own decisions and just do some stuff and see what happens. I mean you're not going to you know create huge disaster. It's just a work of art. Um, and I think um, one of the last things to think about is when you're in conversation with somebody about your work, ask yourself what are they not? saying, what's left unsaid, Um, because there may be something that is like the elephant in the room or something, you know, (laughs) that may be a big problem with the piece and the person skirting around it. And I think the key there is to, if you've solicited the feedback for a reason, to know the reason you did, and if you need to push the person a little bit, say, I'm not going to be offended if you answer this very honestly, but I don't feel that this composition is really working. So let's talk. Can we talk about that? <laughs> you know, And just push it a little bit because you could miss an opportunity to really get what you need. But many times people are reticent. They're very polite and um, not wanting to, to bring up big problems and, if they're a visitor in your studio, so I would say, take that bull by the horns you know if you if there's something you need to know, just say it and um and also you know notice if people just are kind of non reactive they're kind of blah about it and I think we all know as artists that the the absolutely wonderful feeling when somebody walks in your studio and says, oh, wow, you know, this one, oh, yeah, ah, you know, like they're really excited about it. There is nothing like that. You know, you have reached that person and it's exciting. Now we don't do that with every work of art. Nobody does. But um, the opposite of that, where somebody really isn't, isn't really responding, um, that's a tough one. And it may just be that person but i suppose it's up to you how much you want to probe if you want to say is there something that bothers you overall about this you know and you don't it it's it's all just one person's idea so you don't have to take it all that seriously but you might learn something
0: well do you have any final thoughts to wrap up this episode
1: um yeah i think i think it's one of those <laughs> huge Huge challenges of an if an artist is to um, deciding when to listen to something, what to listen to. Uh, some of us get this training during college or graduate school when we can have uh, confusing and contradictory opinions coming at us from every direction. <laughs> um, it's like, yeah, you have to learn how to deal with it. But uh, I think overall, yeah, learning, learning how to discriminate uh, in the feedback that you receive is really important. Um, it's one more thing that's not easy or clear-cut. We seem to have so many of them that these things that we just learn over time to to walk with grace through that. Um, but I would say as a very really final thought, and I really believe that each artist is the ultimate authority on their own work, um, in the, at least in that moment. How, how did you get to that point in your work? What are you thinking about? What are your intentions? What do you feel the strengths and weaknesses of the work are? And so when, you, when you're getting feedback, if you have a solid sense of yourself as in charge of this painting, you know all about how you've gotten to the point where you are. And any comments or feedback that you receive, you take, you take it in that light. That's, that's the context in which you take it. That it's not that you're not open to other ideas and opinions. Of course, that would be the point of the feedback. But the background the background story is yours, you know it. And so if somebody's kind of off base somehow and they're, they're not in line with that, who you are, um, that's a red flag. So. Um. Yeah, just feedback can be great. Feedback can be stop you in your tracks. <laughs> That's about it.
0: All right. Well, that just about wraps up this episode of The Messy Studio. For more from The Messy Studio, please go to MessyStudioPodcast.com and sign up for the email list. You can also find The Messy Studio on Facebook as well as Rebecca's public profile page. For more from Rebecca Kroll, check out RebeccaKroll.com and Cold Wax Academy at coldwaxacademy.com. Be sure to sign up for the email list to stay up to date on events, book signings, and openings. For more from myself, Ross Tickner, check out rosstickner.com. The Messy Studio is a Tick Digital Media production. Thanks for listening. We'll be back again next week with more art and entertainment. Until then, embrace your creative space. or otherwise. Thanks, everybody.